Hi, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back to The Fundamentalists. This is a podcast hosted by a comedian. Pete is a philosopher, and this is where we explore the possibility of life before death. Is that good? That was good. Yeah, that was that, nice. Uh, I'm impressed. I did, I've done some hosting. I was telling <laughs> Pete uh, before we started, I've, uh, my girlfriend and I are doing a uh, video series on a as-yet-to-be-announced platform, Instagram, uh, where we talk about a certain television show, and we just did, out of the 26 episodes we have to do, there's a small crew at the house, and uh, we did 20 out of the 26. And so I'm coming off of 20 episodes in one day. I have not done that. I don't think I've done 20 episodes of The Fundamentalists in a year, Yeah, Pete. I'm impressed. Like, how long are these episodes? 15 minutes? They're pretty short, They're but they take or... about 10 to 15 to film and then you had to reset up and you had to come up with new the problem is not that it's tiring it's all very fun it's just coming up with new jokes and new like takes on the same kind of thing every time yeah. but it's fun and silly and it's actually very very nice and chill and everyone's very sweet so yeah. it's a good time but if i start dozing or if i start accidentally talking about real housewives uh, of new jersey or of new york <laughs> or of atlanta because i can tell you all about them right now uh let me know so you Today, we're talking about hidden messages. Yes. Oh, wait. No, we're going to talk oh. about the podcast first. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, yes. We'll let, let them know. You oh, the, you sent well, me the Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I was just saying, Elliot, before we started, I was like, have you looked at the uh, reviews? People have been leaving reviews, been leaving lots of very kind reviews, and I was very blown away by it. And I and just many. wanted to say thank you. Yeah, thank yeah. you, everybody. And I really appreciate it. I appreciate what people say. I mean, I, the reviews are great. If you know, somebody just puts, you know, five stars or whatever, that's really nice. But then people also write stuff. Yeah. And uh, that's very touching. The 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 uh, eloquent way that I've seen of the reviews, I haven't checked it in a while, so I'm yeah. glad to know people are still doing it. And thank you to those who have. Because um, I'm always scared to check those things. I, oh, re yeah. I rarely look at my Facebook because I'm always terrified of yeah. what's going to happen maybe um, in the bad books of people or whatever. but it's always I'm always pleasantly surprised and when I looked at the reviews uh, I was just it was just very blown away and I, I like actually negative reviews if someone's got a you know if someone's got a critique great but yeah. I was just really nice that lots of people were saying we listen we enjoy it we look forward to it yep so, it's beautiful I yeah. did um, I looked at my reviews for my special the other day because I was trying to like come up with I'm like reaching out to industry folk to try to get like representation because I have very little of it right now. And I was like, this is, I'm going to find reviews of the special that are good. And I was like, but in order to do that, I have to actually read the reviews. And I found that it was like, it, it, mostly positive, but mm -hmm. then the ones that were not positive were <laughs> hilariously specific and very just like, but some, some people I think were drunk when they were writing the review that yeah. was really negative. One of them, like got really mad at me for all the political jokes I do in the special. And I specifically do like no political jokes, except I do make a joke about the Republican party, but it's like right up top and it's out of the gate. So I'm like, how do you, if you keep watching after that, there's like no other stuff about, there's nothing about Trump. Trump's name doesn't come up at all. And I was yeah. like, that's the thing you're complaining about. But uh, yeah, it's yeah. mostly positive. It's well, an okay time. It's become like a common place for people to use negative reviews, but it is good if you get a negative review that can, you can use that to yes. sell it, you know? So it's always nice. Oh yeah, I'll just yeah, put yeah. all the negative ones. Yeah. This is, oh, it's all one shot. How could you handle that? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so anyway, yeah. And also people are listening to this podcast. I know that's why. You know, and watching it. And watching it. Yeah, now we're, we're, we've got video. 
We have no excuse now, Pete. Yep. We never had any excuse before. Yeah. Um, yes, welcome to youtube.com slash Elliot Morgan. If you are an audio listener and you would like to see the video versions of these, you can go there and check it out. We've been pretty good about uploading them um, around the same time that the audio version goes up. Yeah. So, because so, you have the back end of my YouTube now. I do. I do. Mm-hmm. I can get in and see all of the crazy videos that you watch. Yeah, yeah. you could find some stuff in there for sure that's yep. been hidden or unlisted. <laughs> Most of it's been unlisted. So anyway, today we're talking about hidden messages. Hidden messages. Um, I really like this concept but what is your so i was just thinking about this the other day because i was talking to somebody um who was very aware of um this notion and that basically the idea is of course we all know that ciphered messages right when you're a kid and you try and write coded Mm -hmm. messages you have the standard message and then hidden inside it is something else maybe the first letter of every sentence spells out something and uh, people often have fun playing with hidden messages within Mm -hmm. the kind of manifest message and this is a good analogy for um, a lot of our communication that when we communicate often there is a ciphered message hidden within what we're saying that is addressed to us Uh, and becoming aware of that ciphered message can uh, reveal some very disturbing and interesting things now, are you talking about, you're not talking about like Freudian slips? No, although that, that kind of parapraxis, which is called, yeah, is a part of it because they happen within speech. But yes, I'm talking about even um, that, that there's not a slip or there's not like a hesitation or something like that. It's almost like a simultaneous thing that yes. you're saying as you talk. It has that two messages at the same time. Can you give me an example? Yep. Let's give you an example. So... It could be, I was listening to a story of a police officer recently who was having a certain kind of psychological issues and, and uh, dealing with uh, guilt and, and um, uh, kind of violent eruptions and all of this kind of stuff. And what came out of the conversation this policeman was having was that he became a police officer partly because of the violence within his family and this powerlessness to stop it. And what was beginning to come out was actually that him being a police officer wasn't just like this choice that he freely made, but there was something uh, that he was working out, some coded message about his past, about how helpless he felt in a situation in his past. And what he was working out as a police officer uh, was not just, as I say, this natural desire to go into law enforcement, but was actually playing out... um, something else that if he listened to and as he listened to that coded message was begin was able to begin to kind of like work out why he was angry at things frustrated at the injustice that he was seeing and begin to work it out now is this is this a story of someone who was uh trying to break a cycle of violence within their own family but in actuality was repeating it yeah they were kind of repeating it but but within the the job uh-huh. So they were, yeah, they were kind of repeating the past in the present. And there was, all, um, this is called kind of, uh, what's it called? Repetition compulsion, where you kind of repeat, repeat yeah. uh, something from the past in the present. And so weirdly, there was this, all of, all of this meaning in what was happening that he wasn't able to understand uh, that was going on. Or and maybe an easier example, because this is very obvious, is when people give advice. It's not all the time, but often whenever you hear someone give advice, if you listen to it, 
it's like they're t- they're talking to themselves. Yeah. So you can. Tell but I mean, that would be the only way you could give advice, right? You don't. You would give advice from your own experience. That you do that, and that's probably useful. But I'm talking about that. That could be where I'm yeah. giving advice, going, "Oh, this happened to me, and this is what happened." This is where you're completely not conscious at all. So you're saying, "Oh, you should just break up with that person. They're a total asshole. They don't respect right. you." And then if you just now turn we're talking it around, to Real Housewives, we're getting right into Real Housewives. Oh, is that right? Perfect. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> it's probably a, you probably saw a lot of this kind of a stuff. lot of screaming at each other and a lot of violence. I, I want to send you some of the clips that I was showed because it was it's pretty funny. The just the uh, the the acting out whatever you want to call it, the defense mechanisms oh, that yeah. these uh, these folks are using. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Keep, keep going. Yeah. So well, so the advice thing is 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 great because. Often you can catch yourself doing it in the midst of giving someone advice about a job. You're going like, oh, no, you, you know, you need to leave your job. You need to spread your wings. They're disrespecting you. Again, often what, what you're doing is you're telling yourself what you can't bear to hear. Yeah. So you're telling it to the other person. But it's, so it's a coded message that um, is for yourself. There's a cipher in it, which is saying maybe you don't like your job. You want to spread your wings. You don't feel respected. Um, but you're not able to look at that message because maybe it would cause too much strife in your life. And so you're putting it onto somebody else. Do you think most people go through their lives not realizing that they're doing this and therefore there's no change that occurs? Yeah. Do you think the best people to spot it are other people? Often, yeah, it's it's other people or um you can or you have to kind of like train yourself to kind of watch for it yeah sometimes sometimes it's obvious i mean f- f- the slips are easy like that's that's now in our culture people yeah. know that if if you say a name if you say your ex-girlfriend's name to your current girlfriend they get annoyed and you go like well it's just a mistake but they know it's not just a mistake right yeah. you know there's something you know it's just even if it's you know, it is a mistake, but there's something else going on. We so, understand that. Very good point, Joe. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I have an, a couple examples I can think of. I think the, the, this explains why sometimes mm-hmm. when I hear certain people say certain things, my face will go like, <laughs> and it's like that thing like, mm, are you, who are you talking to? Oh, yeah. Are you talking to the person? Or are you talking to yourself? It sounds like you're talking to yourself or doing the thing that you're talking about, which is saying the thing that they can't. Yeah. That's yeah. a perfect way to put it. They can't bring themselves to confront or don't, you know, have the, the wherewithal to understand that that thought is maybe not actually a good thought. Yeah. Um, but yeah. that's a beating around the bush. So anyway, yeah. uh, what do you do with this? Is there anything to be done? Is it just sort of like, you were all out there saying certain things or saying two things at once, basically. And yeah. is there a way to find out or figure out if you yourself are doing it? Yeah. And, and by the way, this is why it's called the unconscious and not the subconscious. A lot of people use the term subconscious. Oh, this is, a, I'm is, very curious about it. What is the ah. difference? between? Because I oscillate between the two and I don't, I usually say unconscious, but I know yeah. other people say subconscious. Subconscious, yeah. And technically, subconscious is the wrong term because subconscious refers to something beneath consciousness mm-hmm. that's going on underneath. But the reason why in psychoanalysis they call it the unconscious is because it's not underneath, it's within. Uh, the un- the yeah. unconscious is is on the surface. It's not beneath. It's actually in plain sight. It's hidden in plain sight. I always imagine it like because what we talk about is so theoretical and not at all like you can't point to the unconscious on a brain scan mm-hmm. or whatever and probably will never be able to. Yeah. 
I saw this thing about people finding out like some just like where the where actual consciousness is activated in the brain. And I got really excited because I thought it was talking about consciousness as an I am me. But instead, yeah. it was just awakeness. And I kind of I was like, oh, OK, it's just people, it's like comas or whatever you can activate. But anyway, yeah, yeah. that's a neither here nor there. Um, I think of it as the unconscious as a like uh, branches that are interwoven into the brain that are just piecing everything together. And they're all around. It's like a mesh net. That's like, like a virus has just infected yeah. the entire thing, but it's tiny. It's like this fissures. Fissures at the end that I think that's a good description of it. So a fissure is kind of different from uh, like a virus. Cause that's something a fissure is a nothing. It's a, it's a crack. Yeah. And yes. I, yeah. yeah. Like it's, a cavern, a, a, a the cavernous network. Yeah. Yes, that's it. I mean, and this is like, and this is in philosophy, it's called dialectics. And um, you find you, you find this everywhere. So you find it in biological life, but you find it like positive and negative charges. You find that, that reality is full of these kind of like, we've talked about it before, but these struggles and these deadlocks. And you can think of the unconscious as simply the not something, but it's what it's what causes the deadlocks. It's what kind of like it's the it's the gap mm -hmm. that's in between, and and so that's why you can never really find it. Consciousness is also a weird thing. We should talk about that a little bit, maybe. But what what does consciousness mean? We've talked so much um, about the unconscious. It might yeah. be nice to yeah switch talk, it up, talk switch about. it up, talk about what 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 the I is, what uh -huh. consciousness is. Um, that stuff gets my brain real melty when yeah, you start yeah, talking yeah. about like. It's just the most basic question that somebody can ask, which yes. is, or, or the ba most basic thing you can know, which is, I am me and you are you, and this is, there is that out there, and then there's me, which is insane yeah. that we're the only species that does. Yeah, it's that a very gets bizarre that. Unless thing. whales know, maybe they do. Yeah, maybe whales But yeah, it's a very bizarre thing. Self consciousness is. You know, initially a blows very, my mind. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. And yet we're in it all the time, so we don't think about how kind of initially how crazy it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Gosh, what a time. Yeah. But, the, um, but yeah, but the unconscious is the reason why yeah, someone like Freud uses that, that term, not subconscious, is because the subconscious is more like what he calls the pre-conscious, which is stuff that's beneath, but you can bring it to the surface. Yeah, the lizard brain, like the id, basically. Yeah, id, and even things like you can. You know, you're not thinking about what you did earlier today, but you can bring it up if you want. So it's right. not conscious in your brain right now, but you can bring it up to consciousness. Yeah. So that's the pre-conscious. And the unconscious is this weird thing that's 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 everywhere and nowhere. It's manifested in your actions and in what you do and what you say, um, but you're not aware of it yeah. in the very act of of it being present. It's the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. <laughs> uh, so hidden messages. All right. So, cause when you first said hidden messages, first of all, that just sounds cool. And second mm -hmm. of all, I thought about subliminal messages, which mm -hmm. is totally different, mm -hmm. but accidental subliminal messages are probably closer to what you're talking about. Yeah. I would imagine. Um, subliminal messages I think are super cool. And the hidden messages thing you were describing as being a kid reminded me of escape rooms. And I want to do an escape room again. Soon. I have yeah, never I done an escape room. Like we have to really? do one. Yeah. Are they good? Yeah, I think they're super fun. Um, Grace has also never done one. So, yeah, right. yeah well, I'm going to get a small group together. Get a team one. together. I'd yeah. be up for that. I'll be the only one who knows what I'm doing, but it's 
it's very fun. It's very silly. Uh, and you, you know, the general concept, you have like an yeah. hour and, um, but there's always something like that, some kind of code that you have to decipher. That's, you know, makes you feel like a spy and it's yeah. very cool. Um, so hidden so, messages. Yes, how do we dis- you ask the question, how do we discover them? How do we become aware? And what do we learn from them? Yeah. I mean, and it's great to think like even the most basic thing is what do you do for a living? Um, and then ask yourself, am I trying to work something out? by choosing that profession. A lot of people here in medicine are may, maybe will find that they've wanted to heal something in the past, something metaphorical, maybe, maybe something literal, and that their profession is a repetition of some sort of failure from their past. And just merely by asking themselves, why am I a doctor? Uh, not just, oh, I, I went to a career advisor and they said, oh, you're very good in these kind of uh, academic uh, mm-hmm. subjects and so maybe you could become a doctor and that could be the case but sometimes we discover on the most basic thing like what you choose for a profession a youtuber what's you know what who who are you trying to talk to who are you you know these questions is is there something about my profession that is telling me something about a trauma or a situation in my life that i'm not facing and addressing said the psychoanalyst philosopher there you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what uh, am I working out? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, for being a, on YouTube, it just means that you either got too much attention as a kid or you didn't get enough. Right. So it's an easy one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. it's narcissism to the upteenth, umpteenth degree. Uh, I don't really know about that. I think yeah. it's also just people who are doing their thing. But, um, yeah. I think also if you're a doctor and you wake up one day and you're like, why am I a doctor? Uh, if the answer is because, oh, you were good at these technical classes, these science classes, and, you know, it seemed like a good thing, and you were like, okay, fine. I think that also alone just tells you more than, oh, yeah. you know, there's something there, too, if you just lived your life and you were like, okay, yeah, I guess. That's how I felt when I was doing zoology. I was just sort of like, this isn't at all what I want to do. Like, this is not even in the ballpark of what I want to do. And then I remember being like, why am I, why am I here? And it was because I was trying to make sure my parents were happy, make sure I had a good, like stable job was like a good adult it was all pretending to be an adult that's what i figured out it was a lot of making sure that from the outside i was quote unquote taken seriously yeah but i made sure that i burned that to the ground i wonder why that particular discipline that's interesting i mean again it doesn't always have to have like a big meaning but do you think there was a particular reason why you picked zoology i just thought it was cool yeah i thought it made me cool yeah but like it's hard and it sounds cool it's different which is you you know me wanting to be mr unique and then I wanted to be a veterinarian. I was going to say, because there's part of it, obviously there's a love of animals. Mm-hmm. Like you have a love of animals. I um, do have a love of animals. Yeah. That's still there. And zoology, I thought would be cooler than biology because I didn't like biology. Turns yeah. out zoology is basically a biology yeah. degree. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't remember anything yeah. from it. And I also thought there'd be more animals. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and the only, not? Nah, it's just a lot of dead ones. <laughs> a lot of dead a lot animals. Dissecting yeah. a lot dead of, animals. Yeah. yeah. And figuring out all the different names. I used to know all of this anatomy and all the like different parts of the brain it's all gone yeah maybe it's in my it's in subconscious some, subconscious absolutely yeah. it's in there somewhere. pre-conscious yeah. um so okay yeah so oh, another thing you can keep an eye out for is i've seen this is if you have certain problems with friends and colleagues that repeat that you always seem to have friends who um kind of like frustrate you in some sort of way or never uh, they're very flaky or something like that. And it's a, it's a common thing 
then you can sometimes ask yourself, am I actually seeking that type of person out? Am I kind of like drawn to that type of person? And again, the question is, is that a coded message? Am I, is, that, or is this repeating my relationship with my partner? And then I'm displacing the frustrations onto my colleague. Mm -hmm. So whenever the person talks about their colleague, they're really talking about their partner. Mm -hmm. So, oh, my, my, this colleague, impossible to work with. They're never there whenever I want them to be there. Um, they, they just don't care. Um, and sometimes that can be a displacement of how, it's your way of talking about your current relationship, um, but you're able to displace it onto somebody else. Yeah. Um, and then it makes it safe. So that's called displacement. You take the frustrations from one place and you put them onto another. And again, the message is this is how you're feeling about your mom, your dad, your partner, uh, whatever it is, that's how you're feeling. But you're putting it you're putting it somewhere else yeah there's nothing that makes me more bummed out or frustrated in the therapy process as when my therapist points out patterns and repeating excuse me repeating the same thing over and over again like yeah. and he's like he'll be like you did this this a couple of years ago you did this in your 20s you did this now you're doing this mm. and he's like it's all the same thing and i'm like i don't want to talk about that yeah i mean that's the crazy thing about the coded message it's like it's like SOS. Um, if you're, I guess, like in a submarine and you're sending out the message, uh, you're mm -hmm. going to keep sending it out until it's heard. Yeah. And that's what repetition compulsion is kind of is, is you're going to, the message is going to keep being sent out um, until it's addressed in yeah. some way. Uh, and if you, if you don't address it, then you're going to repeat and repeat and repeat. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. That yeah. is how it works. Yeah. You know, they say this is how it works. And then it turns out this is how it works. <laughs> that is exactly it. I know. It's scary how much this stuff actually you can see it at work, you know, because it's not obviously it's a lot more complicated in real life. And, and uh, all of this is a lot more nuanced, but actually... Sometimes you just go, oh yeah, I can see this at work in me. Like yeah. I, I see how I'm displacing. I see how I've got a. I'm speaking to myself when I give advice to somebody else. And yeah, regardless you know. of how well you know the quote unquote material, it's pretty easy to be like, you, you can have the understanding and be like, oh, I get how this works. I'm gonna spot my coded message. I'm gonna make sure I'm not projecting. I'm gonna be self-aware, conscious, all this crap. And then immediately, you it doesn't matter. It happens anyway. Yeah, the no. same crap. Yeah. I don't know if there's a way. I mean, I'm sure it can happen less and less and less destructive ways, which is very beautiful. Obviously, you won't ever receive. You, we won't ever get to like perfection with it. But man, it's just the same. It's all the same. Yeah. I was thinking about on the way home. I was. Um, <clears throat> Yesterday, I was uh, thinking about, I was, I, we mentioned the Rhett and Link podcasts that they just did. And yeah. I uh, just finished Rhett's episode and I just started Link's, but he talks a lot in it about evolution. And uh, it was so interesting to listen to because it was almost exactly parallel to sort of my experience with doing zoology and tons and tons of evolution. And he, during that time, it reminded me listening to him, which I had not thought about this, but uh about how I would read creationist books alongside all my course materials for the classes to see to to because I felt like both creation young earth creationism mm -hmm. and evolution deserved even time in mm -hmm. my brain so that I could be an unbiased yeah as a person raised as a young earth creationist Christian I could be unbiased in my assessment yeah. and uh it was insane but I was thinking about it and I was thinking back on my evolution days and getting into it and falling in love with it because i think evolution's so cool but 
in my later years, I think this stuff is kind of similar to the evolution stuff in the sense of everything points to it. Like mm. every, every field of science points to evolution. There's no like m- missing links running around that undeniably like make anybody like, oh, okay, clearly evolution happened. But every single thing is like here. And I'm not saying there's not fossils. I know there's fossils. I know. I get it. I get it. But everything points toward this one thing that you can't see. Like you can't see yeah. evolution. You can yep. track adaptation and all that stuff. But it, this stuff is like the exact same thing yeah. to me where yes. it's like once you, there's something that with, as with evolution that clicks where it's like, okay, you yeah. get, I under, I understand that. And you can start to see it. And then it gives you like a weird framework that does, I think kind of change the lens that you see the world through. Yeah. And they're all, they're all connected. That it's, it's true. The evolutionary theory, dialectics, and what we're talking about, the unconscious, they're, they're very interconnected in interesting ways. And in the same way, you know the way, because I, I have an interest in this stuff, like uh, intelligent design and all of this. Mm-hmm. I actually weirdly went down a rabbit hole, I think it was yesterday as well, where I was I was reading uh, a guy called Michael Behe. Mm-hmm. And I was reading and just... Oh, wait, I know who that is. Is that right? Who is, what did he do? So he's the main, he's one of the, he's a molecular biologist, but he's big in the intelligent design yeah, world. Yeah, I, I, I think yeah. I know who this is. Yeah. And it, it was, I, I kind of was interested in it because I was doing some work I was reading some philosophy and dialectics and I was reading some evolutionary stuff and I thought oh it'd be interesting just to see what the intelligent design people are saying yeah and uh, and I I enjoy it because it does give you you know some you know interesting critiques or whatever but one of the things these guys often say is that you know evolution is a theory a position a kind of a worldview just like intelligent design is yeah and so they're almost like, it's not a scientific position. It's what you impose on the data. And I think they're right insofar as whenever cr- cr- vulgar evolutionary theory is this kind of, it's, it's reduced to a worldview. But evolutionary theory at its core isn't something you impose on reality. It's when you look closely at biological organisms, you find that they are in conflict with themselves and with their external world. And those conflicts with, with their environment, their inner and outer environment, cause adaptation. So in other words, it's like you don't you prove evolution by doing it. Mm. And that's what that's what Darwin did. Like he, he started with was it those birds, the finches, finches, finches yeah. in the Galapagos, Galapagos Islands, yeah. Islands, and he saw that some had longer beaks because they mm-hmm. needed to to get into the nectar of the plants. You know, where some had shorter for like cracking nuts and all that. Look at that exactly. Mm-hmm. And then he, so he saw this in action. He studied like concrete things. Then he created a universal position, the evolutionary theory. But then the point of evolutionary theory is that that you go back in and you try to find it at a molecular level, biological level. And that's exactly what Hegel said about dialectics. He says, yes, it's a universal idea, but you only prove it by doing it. You, you, in other words, you'll, whenever you study biological organisms, you will find this antagonism happening. Oh, yeah. When you study thought, you will find contradictions occurring. And when you study consciousness and, and uh, the self, you will find contradictions in the self yeah like, so you prove it by doing it. Uh, yeah i almost think too there's like a evolution as a very nice primer for this more thought-based stuff because it's like 
evolution is just death. It's all death. Everything yeah. dies, dies like 99.9999. Everything is dead and yeah. everything that's ever lived is dead and everything, a hundred percent of everything that's living will die. And it's like coming to terms with that as a college student being like, Oh, okay. This yeah. is insane. Like we're, this is all it's, it can be at first very dark and depressing. And then you start getting into it and you're like, this is incredible. Yeah. Like this yeah. is amazing. The fact that there are fossils period is a, incredible. It's yeah. hard for there to be, it's hard to make a fossil. Um, you got to die at the exact right way at the right time. <laughs> and, uh, and then you start getting into that kind of stuff and it becomes like, Oh, this is, and then you go into all the other fields and everything in its own way points toward the same thing. It's just, it's yeah. fantastic. And it, I think like in order to understand, so the philosopher Hegel is the guy I like, uh, but to, in order to understand them actually, but Darwin and Freud are kind of easier ways of understanding them because that what they're sense. doing is, is kind of like, almost like it's, it's that kind of kind of deadlock contradiction in reality they're doing that in practice and yeah that's that what darwin sense. is doing in practice so yeah i think like evolution evolution is evolutionary theory is a good way of understanding what we're talking about especially to like this type of stuff like the whether it's your talks because you get the joke of uh you, you know people are like oh it's pete he's here to tell you how depressed you are or make you depressed or blah blah and it sounds dark and morose just as hearing about the theory of evolution can first be yeah. dark and morose and then you're like oh yeah maybe there's a lesson here maybe there's a pattern a repeated thing where the darkness is part of it and it's there but there's also good stuff that happens well yeah i mean it's what generates everything yeah. and um and uh yeah literally dark matter yeah it's and it's it's almost like the constant failure is is the success so that that's that was hegel's notion of truth is truth is not something that is uh, you know, like two plus two equals four, you know, okay, that's the kind of truth. But Hegel at a deeper level is kind of going, the truth is the constant outworking of failure that creates more and more complexity. And yeah. so truth is kind of this, this movement, this movement mm -hmm. and this working out. So there's no end to evolution in a sense that it keeps going and it's multiple failures, but the multiple failures are a type of phenomenal success. Mm -hmm. and yeah. The, uh, yeah, the um, the tr it's like truth versus facts, where there's truth, which is like that weird thing that you can never quite get to because you're a thing using language, and then there's a f the two plus two. I would think of as like yeah, that's a f it is a fact that uh -huh. two plus two, so it is true. But fact is like a subset of the true. Wow, here we go, everybody. Welcome to Loopy <laughs> Loopy Hour uh, yeah, with Elliot and Pete. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. is has there been like people? Because last week you talked about um. Melanie Klein, yep. whose name I remember because it does sound like melancholy. Yeah, I like that. You said that to yeah, the text I to me. I wish I had like said that. that when it was relevant, yep. but I did not. <laughs> um, and any, is there, where did you hear about hidden messages, coded messages? Coded messages. Baked into the psychoanalytic theory? Is it talked about in philosophy? It is it kind of baked in the psychoanalytic theory, talked about in philosophy. And um, and yeah, this, you know, but I, my, my first kind of like, exposure to it was probably in kind of reading Freud yeah. and kind of going like, and, and starting to understand this, the, this idea that, that speech, speech has kind of multiple levels to it mm -hmm. and um, that you can kind of put unconscious meaning out into the world without being, obviously without being aware of it. Wow. So, yeah. Um, and then, you know, I keep, you keep an eye on it on yourself. You keep an eye on it in relation to other people and you start to, you start to see even even things like if you're saying like uh you know 
I can't open this lid. Uh, let's just give up. Let's just, you know, let's forget about it. Um, and then you can catch yourself on thinking that's what you want with your relationship. Now, again, it's not what you necessarily want or it's not in a conscious way. It's not necessarily the best thing to happen, but you can catch yourself on that you're talking about something completely different, mm-hmm. but you use a word like, uh, you know, let's just forget it. Um, uh, and then and then you go, oh my goodness, There's a you have a brief moment of, is that, am I talking about something else? Not the jar that I'm trying to mm-hmm. open. I'm talking about something else. It's like helping my mom print out concert tickets on the computer over the phone. Oh. I had that experience and uh, she, got, she was getting frustrated. And my parents are, you know, they're, they're I wouldn't call them quote unquote old. I keep saying quote unquote. I got to cut that out. That's a <laughs> terrible thing to say over and over again. Uh, but I've never heard you say it. Yeah. I said it twice already, at oh, least in okay, this episode, well. <laughs> um, which proves that's filler. Yep. <laughs> uh, maybe I'm trying to tell myself something, but anyway, yeah, they, she was getting frustrated and it was, uh, it was very funny. It mm. was like, Oh, you're, because I'm having to walk she had terribly slow internet I'm trying to walk her through signing in to Ticketmaster because we got her for Christmas we got my parents some Beach Boys tickets and oh, uh, very cool. and mm-hmm. yeah it's it, it was that classic thing of like getting so frustrated with the technology and so frustrated and I was like it's okay it's not a big deal it's totally gonna be fine but I'm like what's going on why are you fresh why are you this frustrated yeah oh yeah you, ain't doing nothing. Coming out you, you got nothing yeah. you got nothing to worry about but i also would i told her that if i had that computer i would also throw it out a window so <laughs> i'm guilty of it too and well this is all why analysts don't um don't generally give advice is because the idea is that when you give advice you're saying too much about yourself whatever but actually what you want to do is just help a person have a conversation with their unconscious yeah all you want to do is cultivate a curiosity for the self in the other. So instead of giving someone advice, what you can do is simply listen very carefully to what they're saying and then kind of feed it back and go, oh, you know, use this term and use this word and that does that mean anything? And basically just encourage the person to have a conversation with um, themselves and with the, and kind of open up a conversation with their unconscious. And if you can do that, the person will probably have much more effective advice. I wonder what it would be like, everyone thinks about like recording people secretly, you know, uh, like you, know, you put your little thing on. I wonder what it would be like. I to like just, the fact that you say that, like, cause I'm not sure it. if I've thought that. That's why I love this. Like, everyone that, does it. That's uh, that what you tell yourself. You know how yeah. other people do that? Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I want to record. I want. I wonder what it would be like to just record my own conversations throughout mm-hmm. the day. And then if I was just, I guess, bored out of my ever loving mind, go back and listen to all of it and see if you could point out like, uh oh. Oh, there it is. Like yeah. if you could find it, because I think this is like a very, uh, it's like possible, but it also sounds very exhausting. Like yeah. it's a high functioning way of being when you're you're listening and engaging with people in real time, but also having the wherewithal to wonder if something else is like going on. But it's yeah. also fun. Well, you I mean, with technology is starting to do this. You know, there, there, it's very easy. I mean, I don't know where it's at in terms of how much is being used, but you can get you know, your phone listening to you, your Alexa or whatever, like you get, start getting advertisements that are, that feel like you I was just thinking about that. Mm-hmm. And why am I getting advertised this? Um, and, you know, it is very possible. Um, I think it probably already exists to have a technology that listens to what you say and can tell you who you would vote for, the type of person oh, you're yeah. attracted to, yeah. what kind of stuff you want to buy better than yourself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we'll know if you're going to break up before you do or whatever. Right. That's that's not difficult. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, it's fascinating. Yeah. I've, I mean, the phone thing makes me like kind of 
Ugh. Like, I think it's like a gross thing when I mm. see an ad for like a dog food that I was just talking about or something like that. And I'm like, what? Like, why? Like, I don't need it. And I also just bought it. That's yeah. why I was talking <laughs> yeah, about it. I was yeah. like, oh, I'm going to grab this. And then, yeah. so, yeah, it's a. This is where it gets it wrong. It's a, you know, you, you look up a mattress and it just wants to sell you a mattress. And like, I'm only buying one mattress every 10 years, you know? It's a capitalist <laughs> system, bro. I'm telling you. Uh, it's got to sell, sell, sell. Uh, yeah, it's a. Very fascinating. I I don't think have we done we've talked about hidden messages before, but there is something to the idea of like saying two things at once, mm-hmm. uh, one to yourself and one that, to further the conversation that I think is just so fun. It's like spy shit. Yeah, yeah. It's two. It's it's two things being communicated in one word. Yeah. It's really. Um, uh, so it's slightly different from parapraxis, which you mentioned, you know, slips of the tongue and you hesitate on something. All of those are yeah. saying something, but this is even weirder where you can simultaneously be talking about one person while talking about your mother. You yeah. Know, another. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but Dude. that's the, that's the, you know, the, the, uh, the idea. Dude, that's my joke made that therapist two days ago. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. He was like, he was like, oh, I'm not misogynistic. I just fucking hate my mom. Or, uh, women, or, uh, and he was like, yep, there it is. You're, we're having fun. He's a fun guy. Uh, yeah. That's real silly. Uh, I also was drinking out of the Freudian sips cup mug that I have today. Oh, so yeah. It all exactly. comes, it's all connected. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah. And I guess this is also applicable to, cause I'm more interested in, the philosophy side of it or, or societal side, I suppose there's lots of hidden messages and society, like in, a, in broader societal and political things, yeah. political messaging, all of that. There's hidden messages everywhere. It's in, yeah. I am. Um, I always think about like the FedEx logo with the arrow in the, in the oh, logo. Yeah. And then my brother, when I was a kid, he took like a graphic design class and when he was in college and, uh, told me that the mobile you know the gas station mobile is like the o is red and it's supposed to be a vagina and uh, all that fun stuff it's oh, very yeah. like mcdonald's or breasts like if you take if mm. you give every letter of the alphabet a multiple of six a is six b is 12 and then you get every letter of computer and you add it up it comes to six 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 really yeah yeah well that's just so, number of the beast yeah and, all that. and it will be technology that brings us down yeah <laughs> somebody's asking the other day if you could get a tattoo of like a starbucks card if you would do that like a Starbucks, like uh, get the barcode tattooed on oh, you, yeah. and then reload the Starbucks card, and then just put your like arm in front of the scanner. You think you could do? That? You probably could do that. I don't know. I know somebody. I who mean, you, did. if you can't now, you will be able to soon. I imagine. Yeah, I know somebody who who put a, a magnet in their finger for some reason, maybe to do magic tricks or something like that. Yeah, but yeah. There's yeah. magnet in their finger. Yeah, it's kind of weird. That's kind of cool. Though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just go. And they could do kind of cool magic tricks. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. That's nice. Um, what else you got? Yeah. I mean, this, I'm okay with this being a shorter episode. I don't want to vamp and uh, and inflate it. But what else you got? I mean, is there... I feel like we've explored it. Yeah. We're at yeah. 40. We're at 40. I think we can probably start doing our takeaways. and Let's do some takeaways. We'll yeah. take nice, long, breathy yeah. takeaways. Give people their money's worth here mm. um, for all the people that are actually listening to this. So again, thank you. Thank you. Yes. Um, which normally that's a sarcastic statement, but yeah. we'll see. Also, we could be reading the data wrong. Oh yeah, we, we looked at we looked at our stats, and they were much better than we thought. But but yeah. we think and that doesn't happen them. to me very often. So <laughs> yeah, so they, I think um, I think we're misreading it. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Sorry for the coughing, folks. Um, I thought I was over a cold. 
Yeah. Um, first of all, here's my takeaway. Yeah. Pete, I'm going to London in three days. I'm yes. pretty stoked about I'm very it. Excited Never about been that. across the ocean. I'm bummed I'm not going to Belfast. I know. I saw, I looked at the map. I saw how close it is. It is very close. You're not rock. Yeah. Um, so I'll be looking for all sorts of hidden messages while I'm there. Mm-hmm. I There's stuff with this that I could talk about, but I don't want to throw people or myself under the bus I too much. I, that's what I've been, you know, there's loads of examples, but they're often with your own examples or people you know yes. or anything like that. Yeah. Yes. And so suffice it to say, I think this is one of those instances, as we we're talking about with the evolution analogy, that it just points to this idea that you can see it. Um, and it's fun to talk about because I like getting it in my brain so that I can actually be aware of it in the future yeah. with myself a little, but I don't trust my own analysis of my own brain, but with other folks, I can yeah. have more fun with it. I don't know. What, I mean, thinking I know about them more than I, yeah, I don't know what that well, is. Well, It's sometimes easier to, to see it or think you see it in other people than yourself. Like it's, yeah, it's tough. We've got blind spots with ourselves. Like, I wonder if there's also like, there's something to self-deprecating humor that I think is a hidden message when you're doing an excess of self-deprecating humor. Oh, yeah. That there's actually a um, there's an ego there that you're not leading with when you're like, oh, I suck so much. It's either fishing for compliments or it's secretly you think you're amazing. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know that that's necessarily what you're talking about. Yeah, and and the truth is, like, I'm always like very wary of my ability to to know what's going on with somebody else what the best position is when you're with a friend and they're totally open to those kind of conversations and you're open to them and then you can say to your friend oh you know listen i think you know you're talking about how frustrated you are with uh, your your work colleague i just i'm just wondering is that reflective of you know how you're feeling in your relationship and you can kind of say like i like i don't know i'm just kind of like i'm yep. throwing it out there and then they can go yeah, you could be right or no, I don't think so. So a lot of it is about having these conversations with someone where you're totally open to being wrong and they're totally open to hearing mm-hmm. what you're saying. And then it kind of is effective rather than kind of like, uh, you know, gossiping behind someone's back. Totally. Da, 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 you know? Yeah, so, and be playing, yeah, which I mean, we can do and I do all the time. Yeah, so people do, yeah. try to avoid it, but it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I know what's best. Yeah. I go every, I'm smart, smart boy. But, uh, so I'm going to lean on that and not have any, uh, that's what I was going to get at. When you said the, when you say it to somebody and they go no, or they go yes, it's the believing them. Like it's being oh, yeah, like, yeah. okay, like if you, yeah, it's like the dream interpretation. We're like, nah, that's no. not it. And like, yep, okay, cool. Yeah. It's it's funny how you just know certain things yeah. when you're getting into these conversations. I and, have one the, more point. But go ahead. Oh yeah, I was going to say, and the great the, the way you know whether you've hit on something or not is partly whether it has an effect. Like you know when your interpretation is being useful if you give it out, the person maybe goes, oh, that's that's interesting. But ultimately it changes something in how they interact with the world. Then you go, okay, we were definitely hitting on something. If it doesn't do anything, then yeah. you, probably, you probably missed. I also wonder if there's something we should do. Uh, we should talk about just pauses before you, people speak. I do, I am a big believer in the like inverse relationship between the amount of time it takes between stopping what you're saying and them talking uh, being like it's the longer they take, it means they're thinking about it, but the quicker they talk, it means the less they thought about it. And the less they thought about it means it's more, it's 
less true would be. Ah, uh, yeah. It's or it's, it's more. There's yeah. If you, if you don't if you don't pick your words very carefully, are you saying there's more potential truth in them? More or um, it's just when it's like the she doth protest to. Like if you go like ask me if I was talking about my ex girlfriend. Right. So I'm what a ask me if ask me. Are you talking about your ex girlfriend? No. Ah, <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Yeah, that's that's what I'm talking. Yeah, yeah. very good. That's very you good. get that. It's all the. Yeah. Uh, is that she doth protest too much, or is that just? Yeah, that's what it's like. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, All right, yeah, yeah okay. sorry, bro. Well, well, yeah, yes. My bad. Yes, when someone reacts, you go, okay, right. Yeah, yeah. Hand, yeah. hands down. Uh, guns down, hands down. Uh, anyway, if, if, if someone suffers from psychosis, this is all very different. Um, then the message is on the surface and they hear it spoken to them and they're kind of like uh, colonized by messages. So it's very different for someone who's schizophrenic, for example. They don't really experience this in the same way at all that's so uh, that's such yeah. beyond that's beyond my uh yeah my brain i know the messages are just like in what well, they call it in the real like you just you know they're of, there they're there and they're persecutory and they they communicate to you so it's very very different kind of phenomenon but, Beautiful. Um, yeah. well pete this has been a lovely episode yeah it's been quick it's been quick well i want to do my takeaway oh um no no, I don't get to do a takeaway. <laughs> yeah, actually, hurry up, though, because not, I'm sorry to say it so harshly, but we have no battery left Oh, is that this. right? Yeah, okay, so well, your takeaway might be taken away. Yeah, wow, well, that means something. My <laughs> takeaway, I suppose, is just the reason why I wanted to talk about this short episode, just to go, like, uh, it's use. We repeat, compulsively repeat stuff in our lives, in our work, in our conversations, in our relationships. And often, if there's compulsive repetition, there's a coded message, something's being said. And if we're able to sensitize ourselves to that message, it can help, it can help break free from the compulsive repetition. And so also if you're given, if you're talking to someone and they're wanting advice, sometimes the best thing you can do is uh, just listen to what they're saying and um, try to help them uh, get in touch with that coded message that is potentially in what they're saying oh great stuff uh, and then that'll help in some way or other it just uh, unblocks things that's all it does yep yeah um folks he's not lying i've seen it happen mm -hmm. it's a real thing especially the repetition compulsion of going oh okay there and then recognizing it and then it going yeah because it's, so it's the great. sos it's the message that keeps going out until it gets heard and uh you know hearing it's difficult but we can just be more sensitive to what we're doing, why we're doing it. Yeah. I think when my trick is when people ask me for advice, um, I just show them the door. Has anyone ever asked you for advice? My so God, many people they must be do. Desperate. It's crazy. I know. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, really? This guy? Okay. Yeah, here we go. in your world, that happens a lot, actually. Yeah. It's, lot it's easy content for a lot of people, too. Sometimes you'd be like, I'll do it, quote unquote advice because yeah. people love to do that. And then you're like, why is it? Just, no one needs to, it's never anything new. Yeah, There's yeah. no new advice. Yes. Um, you're an agony aunt. You don't use that term in America, agony aunt? Mm -mm. No, yeah. It means you give advice. They're advice columnists. They're called agony ants. I don't think I've heard of that. Yeah, yet. no, I said it to somebody else who was American and they were like, no, I never heard of an agony aunt. Like dirt bird. Like dirt bird, which we didn't talk about last week. Nope. Yeah, dirt birds. And we're not going to talk about it this no. week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, All Pete. Right, thank you. Thanks, Thanks everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.